Well, welcome back to the Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott here with Steph Moss. Pastor Podcast. Pastor Podcast. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) Uh, This is a special rendition of rendition edition of our Pastors Podcast. We do each year where we on the podcast and via video, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, do the walk through our budget presentation ahead of our budget approval coming up. Um, exciting stuff. I I actually enjoy it every I year. I know you do. I know you do. Um, um, and, and there's it, a few people in church I was who just love this. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. There are. There and if are. you didn't, or if you don't, hopefully we make it somewhat interesting and understandable. Yeah. Um, and we're, as we dive in, the reason we do this is for full transparency so that when we as a church family commit to a budget, we're doing so not simply kind of hoping um, that this is all being stewarded well, but but knowing with confidence that uh, that our pastors, that our staff, that us as a church family are stewarding what God has entrusted to us well. And that kind of financial transparency is really, really important to us. It's why we give you a, a copy of our budget every single line item so that you can look at. And if you're listening or watching and you have any questions afterwards, uh, we're av- available. I want to be able to answer those, want to walk with you. We want everybody to be able to not just approve this budget kind of in a formal sense, but we want the church membership to be able to commit to this budget together uh, with confidence um, and excited about what God's going to do through it. Yeah. Well put. So um, we're going to start out as as we do each year with just looking at where we are financially. And so first we'll show you our financial balance sheet. So as we've been talking about throughout this year, and we'll, we'll talk about this more in a second, but um, our giving has been down from where we budgeted, down from what we, what we brought in last year. Um, and so that that's kind of been the case in a lot of ways over the course of the entire year. But in the spring, we've made up a little bit of that. Um, I'll show you the fullness of this in a minute, but the summary number is that we are estimating that we will be $100,000 under um, our budget for our general offerings this year. Um, there's a whole host of different reasons for that. We can talk about it. There's a whole host of reasons that we don't fully understand, um, but we've had a ton of transition between the church plants, between people moving, between all sorts of different things going on. And while this and is- inflation. And, and <laughs> inflation, a ton of inflation, um, lots of different dynamics and things going on. And so while this is in one sense uh, disappointing or a, a, a bummer as we have to kind of compensate for that in our budget. Um, it's also not totally, um, out of the blue. And, um, I think, but we also want to make sure that you as our members know where we're at and, um, and what we're asking for next year, because while we've endured that this year, the goal is that we would set a budget that we can meet next year. We would adjust our budget to set a budget that we can meet next year and that we would all sacrificially give towards, um, that as we go forward. Um, if you look at our financial balance sheet, and we'll show it on the screen here, you can um, look, it's sent out in the email that you've received. Um, probably the most important thing is if you look down at the bottom at total available funds, while our giving's projected to be about $100,000 under budget, our staff and pastors have made a number of cuts already this year, a number of sacrifices, both uh, back in February, we froze a number of our expense accounts and, and a number of different things that we were spending money on. Our pastors um, uh, froze their retirement contributions. So our pastors have not received retirement contributions since February, all like as a part of kind of trimming where we could for this current fiscal year. Um, we'll talk about the plans for next fiscal year in a minute, but as a result of those sacrifices, instead of being a hundred thousand dollars in the red at the end of this year, um, we're going to be about $50,000, um, in the red. So if you look at our total available funds, June, the beginning, June, 2022. So at the beginning of this fiscal year, we had about $329,000, about $330,000 in total available funds. As of today, we have $274,412 available in available funds. And that's basically our cash on hand for operations. And so that's gone down, um, but thankfully not because of the uh, number of the um, 
things we've put in place over the last few months, not as um, far down as it could have been. So um, you can look at the the our financial assets and our restricted funds. The restricted funds are funds that we are holding in cash, but are not available for our general operations because we, they were given for particular designated uses. Um, the most significant of that you will notice is the legacy fund. And so for those of you that might not be familiar, and we'll explain this a little bit more later too, but the the legacy fund is a fund that is where we collect any bequests that come in. So if somebody passes away and they leave money to the church, um, that money doesn't just go into our general operating budget. We've committed to use that money, not for our general operating expenses, but in to use half of that money for long-term, uh, big, large facility projects here on campus so that we can entrust this facility to the next generation. And the other half of it is for multiplication and outreach purposes, whether that's um, church plants or the funding of our church plants has come out of our legacy fund. There's projects that um, capital projects with some of our global partners that have come out of this legacy fund. Uh, you'll hear on a uh, upcoming update about the uh, new structure in Indonesia, the humbles that came out of actually... Was that the legacy fund or yep. was that the Christmas? That was the legacy fund. Both. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Initially through the legacy That's fund right. and then we did like an additional thing through. Christmas and the, the classroom block at Africa Renewal mm -hmm. University, um, a significant amount of that came from the legacy fund. So these half of the legacy fund goes to external outreach oriented purposes like church plants, capital projects. Um, half of it goes to our facility here, but none of the legacy fund is available for our regular um, operational use. And so that's why um, while we hold those investments and are utilizing them for those purposes, they are not included in our total available funds. The available funds are the things that we have available for operations here at the church. Um, if you have any questions about that, feel free to let me know. Um, did I miss or come with anything there? No. Steph? Okay. Um, so with that, we will transition then to our main budget um, document. And if you look at our, our budget document, um, in the we have a summary of the income we've brought in over the last few years. So in the fiscal year 2019 to 2020, we brought in $1.463 million. Um, in 2020 to 2021, it was 1.45. Then in 2021 to 2022, we brought in 1.72, which was aided by a payroll protection grant that we got from uh, the government. And... And so this coming year, we kind of uh, budgeted for growth based on what we were doing there. And actually, if you look at the general offerings between what we brought in last year and what we budgeted for this year, we even budgeted a decrease, but also budgeted a large increase in facility use fees because of the facility use fees we brought in in 2021 and 2022. Um, our budget for this current fiscal year, the one we were just wrapping up now, was $1.617 million. Um, we are, if, if you look at the, what we are projected to bring in, as I mentioned before, our general offerings are projected to bring in $1.35 million, which is about $100,000 less than we budgeted. Um, the thing is, that's not the only uh, place where income this year has come up short of what we budgeted based on our last fiscal year. Uh, facility use fees are also significantly lower than we had budgeted. There have been a, a few different changes in uh, groups that have used our um, facility here. Some of that is uh, the uh, Wildwood School that uses our gym, using it less than they anticipated. Some of that is some of the other uses we had the year before not returning. Some of that is the, the rental of our parking lot that has now, um, that the construction company that was using our parking lot has found other alternatives. Um, and so as a result, we've brought in $47,000 or projected to bring in $47,000 in facility use fees, not one uh, $105,000. Um, and then on top of all of that, this year we budgeted and received um, our final payroll protection grant from as a part of the government's COVID stimulus money. Um, and we will not be receiving that next year as well. And so in one sense, this last year, we budgeted for growth. 
And the reality is that um, a lot of situations went in the opposite direction uh, because of a lot of these different factors, because of the transitions, the church plant, the um, uh, inflation, and <laughs> all sorts of other things. Um, and so we've had to figure out how we are going to make the ad appropriate adjustments to that. I feel like you yeah. had something to say. No, I just knew you were coming to that. <laughs> so you, well put. We, we had to figure out a way to make the appropriate adjustments, which... So the appropriate adjustments, if you see, we are projected to bring in, um, where we are forecasting next year to bring in in general offerings, what we are projected to bring in this year. So we're going to base our next year's budget on what we're projecting we bring in this year. And when you combine that with our, our decrease in facility use fees and the lack of payroll protection grant, um, the total budget for this coming fiscal year, the, our, our income budget is $1.4 million, which is $217,000 less than this year's budget. Um, that is, the, the, the reality is, that is a not insignificant uh, amount of money. And so we, what we're going to show you in the budget we're presenting here is the best way we've known to... Um, find ways to cut that budget while preserving as much of our uh, church structure, both our staffing structure, our pastoral structure and care um, as possible. Um, we're, um, I think we're in one sense happy with how we've been able to do that. It's not fun. There's some painful cuts, but there seems to be a number of things that the Lord is doing mm -hmm. in guiding and directing our church family. And so in that sense, we, we don't see this as a, as a crisis or a reason to, um, yeah, start manipulating for money or something like that. We're not going to change our principles because of a, a change like this, but we, um, but we see that the Lord's doing a number of different things through it. And, and we're going to kind of show you what that is. Um, if the total that we've had to cut from the budget is 217,000, the reality is that about half of that, we believe, are cuts that we've been able to make that we hope will be sustainable. We've found some places to, to, to tighten things up or to go without certain things that we think we can do long term. Um, the other half of that, just over $100,000, we see as temporary cuts. Um, they're, we're going to instill them for this year, but we're hoping to um, and think it's important to put them back into the budget in coming years. And so we'll We'll talk about that yeah. as well. I appreciate that you highlighted it's, you know, as we've been through the whole process. So we've been for months now and then with the staff and with the elders and um, with with all the, the data. And so when you first hear kind of that giving is lower, $217,000, you know, I appreciate that you highlighted that's not a crisis. I think it was there were critical things that required sacrifice, intention, really purposeful decisions. We had to do a lot of like that, you know, uh, Tetris and <laughs> on the, on the board and kind of figuring out where to make cuts and what makes sense and preserving culture and, um, and our values and our people. Um, but I do appreciate as a listener who hasn't been through it, it could probably feel like a crisis. And I haven't seen you guys respond in that way. I've seen everybody respond, um, in faith and in trust, but yeah, with like a sense of this is, this is important and, and we need to, um, really be intentional and prayerful about how we go about it. So, yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I think that, that that's not necessarily because it's not a big deal. And I don't mean no. to downplay yeah. the significant, I think it's been a, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an experience as, and, and I think there are some real sacrifices people are making to make it work. Um, but there's also a sense of trust in what the Lord's doing, yeah. um, his goodness through it. And in, um, even the ways that he's guiding and leading our, our church family through it. The reality is it's not like we had an extra $217,000 that we could just do without in the budget. Right. Like yeah. we were already pretty lean. Yes. Um, there were some places where we were able to find some things that we can do without. Um, but the rest, the rest of this, well, you'll, you'll see it as we, as we, uh, walk through. So there's a summary of our expenses and how, um, they, go in our, in each large budget category, pastors, administration, facility, programs, and missional partnerships. And we're going to walk through each of those categories specifically. Also a couple of graphs. The first um, pie chart is a representation of how percentage-wise our budget breaks down into our different, these different categories. 
and then a um, uh, a graph of just our historical budgets and general offerings, so you can kind of see with us the um, yeah the long term uh, changes in our church budget over the last decade or decade plus. Um, so. First of all, when we get to our, our pastors, um, all of our pastors are, we're, we're obviously not instilling any pay raises for um, staff or pastors as we try to make this. So they're, all salaries are staying the same. The one significant change is that we are continuing to uh, withhold pastoral retirement contributions. And so we, will, we do not plan to contribute to the pastor's personal retirement accounts as we have in the last number of years. Again, that's, that's something that we do in big picture. That's one of those things that we would view as a temporary freeze for this fiscal year in a hopes of bringing back eventually. I think that's something we see as important. It's important for our longevity. It's important for the longevity of the church that um, pastors don't feel like they have to keep on the payroll forever, but that they're able to prepare to retire. But this year, um, it's a sacrifice we can make to, in order to preserve our um, staffing structure and the, the individuals we have now. So that's the biggest um, note there. You'll, you'll see we, we haven't recaptured all of that, though, because you'll also see that our health insurance has increased, as I'm sure all yours has as well. Um, so that, that we we're able to capture about half of that by um, it back into the budget. So um, secondly is the area of administration. So let's start off with our administrative staff. And, and this is where probably the most significant shift is, is going on. Steph, I think could use some, some explanations. So um, one of the shifts we are making is um, to shift. Steph is still going to be employed here at a church, but she's going to be doing a, essentially a different position. One that she's been doing in part, She's going to be doing it in full. And so we, we've talked before about our heart for a community center, for a community center here on campus that partners with all sorts of different organizations in order to meet the needs of the marginalized and most vulnerable in our city. Um, that's a, it's a huge vision that we have a huge heart for and have been working towards for the last handful of years. Um, we've realized that that's not going to come to fruition unless we commit someone full-time to its development. Um, this is a job we've been trying to hire Steph for, for a decade. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact. And, uh, is really, um, kind of in the wheelhouse, in your wheelhouse, training wise, gifting wise. And so one of the things that we've decided to do is to fund the establishment of that community center through the legacy fund, just like we've been planting churches planting, essentially view it as planting a, a community center and funding it for two to three years until it is financially self-sustaining. Um, so that would take Steph's uh, salary off of, out of our church budget and become its own um, position funded by the legacy fund for this outreach uh, purpose. And so in that sense, it would be taking this position off of our off of, off of our um, books here. Yeah. Um, That's probably the biggest chunk that we found. Right? It, it is. Yeah. I mean, we, we, it, was, it was really hard. Well, not really hard. <laughs> it was impossible to get to the total number we needed without some significant staff coming off our budget. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that the Lord's been working, this is a really both creative and also fascinatingly, I think, exciting mm -hmm. development that the Lord's been using this difficult situation to bring about a creative solution that I actually think is probably the best one for the community center in the long term, right. but might not have been one we would have made. Right. Without a budget. Well, yeah, without it, without the crunch. Yeah. The crunch. Yeah. Um, that's what I've appreciated about the process. I think it, it, sometimes these hard things force us to see things differently that we wouldn't have. We would have. Yeah. So God, he's creative. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there's some changes there, but how, I mean, no, on the podcast. So we're walking up to the uh, budget, but like, this is personal. This is family mm -hmm. too. Like, how how are you feeling about that transition and the prospect of a new focus, more singularly focused mm -hmm. in the community center realm? You know, it's interesting. Um, in one aspect, it's just perfect. It's everything. I I mean, since I was a kid, I remember making um, a, a project in high school, and I presented it 
and it was a community center and I won this whole <laughs> service project idea. And, and then I went into social work and that's what I focused on in social work is community development and planning and administration and policy. And I, and I went into it saying like, Jesus was my model and my motivation mm. for being a social worker. And I just always felt very strongly that why isn't all churches or why aren't churches like kind of living out the gospel? Not that churches aren't, but I just always had this passion for wanting to see churches kind of just be the local church in the lives of people in and around uh, the church building. And I remember about 10 years ago uh, when we talked about, I remember about 10 years ago when we talked about maybe me coming on to do something like that here and it wasn't the right timing. And then when I did come on staff, director of staff and operations, I didn't think that was, I'm like, that's not what I'm good at. I'm good at community center stuff and, <laughs> and global missions and local missions. And I don't know what you're thinking, Scott. And what's the hardest part, I think, is I've grown to love my role of facilitating staff and the operations, the internal operations of the church. And so I just, partly that is hard to let go of. And but that's what has been kind of a sweet blessing. I've grown so much as a person to to realize that wow, there are some strengths there, and I, I love my role. And, and the staff team have have brought a lot of that out in me. And um, you've been an instrumental piece of that. And so I think I was I didn't feel ready. Like <laughs> wow, I think I can just do both, Scott. I, I can do both. And this last year has proven um, both require some pretty just yeah. You need attention, and you need kind of clarity and the one lane is really good for me, I think. And so this is kind of an opportunity for me to transition that mm -hmm. I don't know if I could have made that decision on my own. Mm -hmm. um, even if you, with some convincing, or I just think this is helping me really see it, it forced me to realize, Hey, thanks. I had this great season as director of staff and operations, yeah. but I also know this is like just something that is uniquely something I've always been passionate about. Um, Oh, I was going to say something. Well, I lost it. But awesome. anyways, I was, yeah, this whole process, I feel like it's the right move. Um, it's hard, but I don't want to, I don't want people to not have confidence because I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about it and I can't wait. And um, yeah. yeah, we'll see what God's going to do through it. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think we all feel that. I think both mm -hmm. like the, the loss and the excitement, yeah. I think are both a, a part of that. And I, I really, yeah, go ahead. I know what I want to add. This process forced me to see that you guys were actually serious about that you really felt that this was something God was wanting for our church and our community. Mm. A lot of people say, well, we have a building, so we must use it. And that wasn't ever. I th I watched you guys process this 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 intention, this heart that you feel like God was putting it on your hearts to, to, to be a missional church in the community. And it wasn't just about we have this building being underutilized. And so this process helped me see you sacrificed my role to ensure that that comes to fruition. And I mm. think that was probably my biggest uh, takeaway from this and the thing that I just love about just, yeah, the elders, the, the staff culture, and, um, and, and really living out the core values that we have written out, you know, mm. so. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I think, I think that that dovetails with the fact I think some people might have the question like, okay, it's one thing for you to move, but what happens when that yes. whole position disappears <laughs> yeah. from the budget? And and we are uh, experimenting with how to absorb that. I think there's, it's um, this is also not, a, in one sense, a long-term solution. I'm not sure we can do long-term without someone in that role. Mm -hmm. um, for those of you who are listening and asking that question, just the real brief thing is, is I'm absorbing some of that. Uh, we have a, our administrative assistant that helps out with elder facilitation and counseling. Um, that's going to be a new person in that position. And we're going to hire to, for them to absorb some of that, some of the HR and things like that. Um, there's, uh, some things that we're distributing to directors and some things we're not going to be able to do for the time being. Yeah. Um, and we'll look different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're, we're going to continue to cross those bridges mm -hmm. as we go, but we mm -hmm. think we're set up in a way to take the next couple of steps yeah. and trust the Lord with that. Yeah. Um, so, um, You'll see that that's the only other significant, oh, the, the other significant kind of uh, change in our administration staffing is um, instead of replacing a, our, for a graphic designer, we are going to be moving to using 
volunteer graphic designers within the church and not just having one person do all the projects, but asking different people to help out with different projects. And so if you have graphic design skills yeah. and would like to help us out, yeah. that's, that is one way that we, um, again, it just made it possible for us mm-hmm. to contract the, the budget in this way. Yeah. Um, and, and a part of that is, I mean, it's, it's public as, as well now, but Amy Carbo is also coming off staff. We need to replace her, um, but she's transitioning in life. She's transitioned uh, churches to the South Bay and is transitioning kind of career p- directory or direction. And so we're going to be replacing that with somebody um, in the fall um, with some of those added components as well. And she's been doing graphic design for us as well. So right. that's kind of all yeah, that why, com- why all that comes together. Yeah. Um, if you look through, uh, the other thing that you will notice is that our administration staff, and you'll see this in our pers- um, program staff as well, we are also um, freezing their staff retirement contributions. And so we will not be making r- contributions this fiscal year to our uh, directors. We, we had retirement contributions for our directors, for our full-time staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another sacrifice that we're going to be asking them to make. In order to, um, yeah, in order to preserve our our overall structure, and so that's a, um, yeah, it's a big ask for them too. Um, in one sense, it's not money out of their pocket on a weekly basis, but it is a decrease in compensation, mm-hmm. and I, I want to recognize that's a um, a real sacrifice we're asking for them too. And a similar, we don't get back all of it because all of our healthcare. Uh, it increased by about 8% overall for healthcare for all the directors as well. So yeah. you don't see the full impact of, yeah, out of, of the that, budget. but it helps us mm-hmm. yep, offset it. Um, you'll see our elder and staff expenses. We've uh, zeroed out most of those trying to do a lim- more limited things in staff uh, appreciation, uh, more limited things in our elder retreats and books and materials. Um, some of that will also just be things that come out of, staff and pastor pockets, but, um, there are also some places that we can, could make some cuts. Will, um, our administrative expenses, you see there, the, the changes we were able to make, um, we've frozen and zeroed out our new computer line item. Um, again, uh, we have, if a computer fails, we'll, we'll have to figure something, something out, yeah. but, uh, we're, yeah, trying to limit some of those expenses where we can. Um, so donation service charges, we've decreased from 5000 to 3000 That's not because that has gone down this year. It's actually gone up. What that is, and you're going to hear me talk about this more at the family meeting. Mm. Um, I just want to talk about it briefly here. I don't want to take up too much time, but that is our, that is credit card fees. That's when you're giving online. If you give through a bank transfer, there's no fee. But if you give using a credit card, we get charged almost 3%. And those fees have totaled $9,000 this year. Um, That is a part-time staff member for us. And we are going to ask, plead with you, please go into Realm, PayPal, either, either choose, either set things up so that you can transfer out of your bank account and not actually, I mean, I think by and large, not giving on a credit card is probably the better practice Mm. generally. If you need to, or if you want to do it for your points or whatever, um, if you will cover the uh, transaction fee for us, that 3%, it would make a huge difference. And honestly, it's at at $9,000 plus this last year. It, by, by doing that, you are helping us to keep um, our part-time staff uh, employed and providing the, the things that we need to do. And, and again, we're looking to make some of these sacrifices throughout the budget. We want to take this on. This is one thing that we're going to ask you to take on as, as our um, members as well. So we'll talk about that more, but it's pretty important. Definitely just want to add, I know you're talking about at the family meeting, but contact Sandy King if you need help setting that up, sandy at cornerstonewla.org. And to put that in just like a really quick snippet, when you give, not all of your amount is going to us. It's like you give $100 and what, 90-something goes to us. 97 goes to us. But right. $3 goes to yeah. a credit card institution. So when you start to think about, wow, not all of my giving is actually going to my local church, um, I think that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, the ACH, and we have it has all the security features and all those things. You know, we can get you whatever you need to know to get your ACH set up. So, yeah, yeah help us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the rest of the administration expenses, the communication expenses are essentially, they are what they are. Um, uh, we were able to decrease some of them significantly as we, um, 
Yeah, as much comb, as we could. Yeah, comb, comb through, through everything. Tech soup. We moved things. <laughs> we really tried to save everywhere we could. <laughs> um, and we've also frozen our ministry expenses for our pastors and so, so that they um, will be providing for their own, you know, meetings and things like that as we go. But I think that's an, another important um, way that we can be a part of uh, finding the solutions here. So, and just to, because people ahead. don't know this, but I'll speak up for you guys. Those, Expense accounts are for when you're meeting with people. Um, and so these will now be out of your pocket. You, these are costs that when yeah. you meet with people and you need to, you know, have coffee or lunch or something with them, it'll just, uh, so it reduces technically your take home pay. But yeah. Um, yeah, in case people are like, what's an expense account? It's yeah. not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a frivolous thing. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's primarily, it's, and ministry. specifically for ministry with people. Yeah. Um, but it's. Uh, not a prohibitor to doing that ministry. Yeah. Um, it helps facilitate it, but it's not a prohibitor. And mm-hmm. so that's why we're, yeah, looking to, for the ways there. Um, moving into the facility, with our facility staff um, salaries, we are, uh, our director of facilities is decreasing, just the hours are decreasing. Actually, most of the, a number of systems have gotten simplified. And so mm-hmm. it just requires some less hours. That's another way to say that Becky rocks at her job and does it really well in yeah. shorter hours. <laughs> She's just an incredible rock star and was like, actually, I can do the same thing and boy, we got better systems now. And so yeah. she, and systems that she's made happen yeah. and um, has brought a ton of efficiency for us. And so that's a huge, huge, huge blessing. Um, our custodian landscaper went up. Part of that's because we're actually asking uh, anyone who's been a our custodian to take on the landscaping the majority of the landscaping for the the campus. There's a couple of factors to that. I mean, it's a huge campus. So you're like, well, how is one guy going to do all the landscaping? Well, number one, I think th- there's a lot of it that he can do. Number two, uh, there's some of the big projects like our tree trimming and things like that, that we're still going to have our landscaper come in and do like the tree trimming and the b- big things like that. And number three, there will probably be opportunities to make this work by asking uh, us all to pitch in. And I think maybe three or four times a year, we're going to have just work mornings on a Saturday, you know, two or three hours where a bunch of us just show up, where we all just show up and pick weeds and <laughs> set Edwin up to succeed, yeah. you know, so that he d- doesn't get overwhelmed by it all. And I think that's a simple way that we can um, save on our landscaping, which is expensive, mm. um, and make it work as a family. Yeah. And so it's one of the changes we're looking to make. Um, you see the staff benefits change um, just in, in relation to that. Um, our contract services, the main change there is they're the landscaping services changing from $28,000 down to $5,000. And that's because of that move. So come out, pick some weeds and uh, help us make that mm-hmm. possible. Um, the rest of that's all pretty self-explanatory. Uh, liability insurance went up slightly because it does property tax slightly because it does. Um, and again, that's property tax on the only the mission house. We don't pay property tax on our entire campus. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so in repair and maintenance, you'll see that our repair budget's going to stay the same. Our supplies and equipment, we've been able to kind of consolidate, make, get things efficient. And so that'll decrease slightly. But we have removed improvements out of the budget. And that's another big chunk that we decided, you know, um, if there are any improvements w- this coming year, mainly funded by the Legacy Fund and the insurance money from the flood in the offering, we are anticipating um, the admin building and the offices being restored through those means. And so we're going to kind of put all improvements in that bucket and Mm -hmm. say, you know, there's, there's a lot of other improvements we'd like to do, but we can't do this year because we need to save um, as much money as we can. And so that's a big place that we can kind of um, save a chunk. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing that we can't, that can't be long-term. I think if we do that year after year after year after year, there's going to be a lot of deferred needs that um, are going to, but we, that is something we can do this year. Mm -hmm. And so um, are looking to, to do that as we go. I wonder if there's minor improvements that could also be work days, like, you know, some paint projects. See, now we're talking. We just need to get more creative, right? right? Exactly. Who's in? (laughs) Um, I see you all raising your hand. (laughs) In front of the in front of the YouTube screen, yeah. you know. um, our utilities are uh, pretty. You know, gone up a little bit. Gas went up, like everybody's gas went up. Um, water, power, sewer, uh, power is pretty dialed in. Um, which again, we save a ton because yeah. of our uh, 
I mean, our, solar our, our solar panels, like yeah. our, our actual utility bills, probably about four times that. Mm-hmm. But because of our solar panels that we invested in just a handful of years ago, um, that's, we're able to stay um, manageable with that, which is, again, is a huge, huge, huge blessing. Yeah. So that's, um, that's that. I'm going more line by line than I have in previous years, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's, it's one of those years. But it's one of those years. And so I hope you, you know, if you need to, you can put this on 1.5 speed. But <laughs> I, I think that it's important given um, the changes we're making. And so um, thanks, for, thanks for sticking with us. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, and our programs, our program directors, you, you'll see the, um, our directors, all their salaries increase just slightly. That's because of uh, requirements in the city. Um, our everything else has essentially stayed the same salary wise from last year. Um, again, trying to maintain our staffing structure that is so um, that makes our discipleship of one another in various places in our Sunday mornings, in our community groups, in our interclasses, like that possible. And also, this staffing structure is what allows our pastors to do the pastoral work mm-hmm. and not be overwhelmed with the administrative work, the program work, the you know, the logistics of Sunday mornings, the logistics of many, all the community groups and, and everything else. It keeps us uh, free to do pastoral, shepherding, um, studying, uh, praying, and it's the, in that sense, the New Testament model. Mm. Um, but that's why we think this structure is so important because um, without it, it's not just like a pay cut or something to pastors. It means pulling pastors away from um, their primary responsibilities. Yeah. Um, so our Sunday service expenses, um, oh, oh, you'll see here the program staff retirement contributions. That's why that's zeroed out. We talked about that before. Um, Sunday service expenses, everything's essentially the same. We've decreased everything where we could. Um, a number of our staff members were like, okay, we kind of need some more for our areas. And we decreased everything that we could, kind of trimmed every place that we felt like was even possibly reasonable to do. Our Sunday, if you look down to kids ministries, our Sunday childcare workers, that's decreased because we have... Uh, Filled, number one, so many great volunteers. Number yes. two, have a have a uh, less of a need for paid workers and less of even an availability of paid workers. And mm-hmm. so that's paying for those that do serve both services every Sunday um, or who serve every Sunday. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those we want are for, you to go to church. Yeah, we want you to go to church. <laughs> you don't serve both services every Sunday. But those who serve every single Sunday, we provide a stipend for them. And so that's what that is. But it's lower than we budgeted last year, which was able to allow us to recapture some money as well. Um, all church events, we've kept the harvest festival, um, everything else we're kind of putting on pause for now. And, um, well, could I clarify? I think I, sure. that pause isn't necessarily, yeah. Okay, yeah. It enough. doesn't mean Please. we're not having them. So I think it's, it's more that we found ways to host these same events in different ways. So, mm-hmm. um, with now with the Nicole kind of instituted the, bring your own lunch and let's just have a picnic after the unity Sundays. And so we, a few times, I think mostly just coming out of the pandemic and we were really excited to get back together. You know, we, I think one year sponsored a in and out truck or something Um, that is very expensive for a church this size. And so now we bring our own lunch and obviously there's no cost there. Right. So there's ways that we're, it doesn't mean we're not doing a unity Sunday celebration or things like, or family meetings, family meetings. If you come to them and you see on the tables, it's different families in the church providing their favorite snacks or foods and stuff to institute. Shout that out idea. to stuff to make yeah. it happen. So there's ways that we've just saved yeah. and said, okay, we're not going to host this from a budget perspective, but we're still going to have those things. But Harvest Festival, you can't really throw a Harvest Festival for the like community. Like a potluck Harvest Festival. Right. Would be, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a Tougher. public health nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's that's all of our programs. Um, we've trimmed where we can. It's, it's a, honestly, we've it's it's hard to trim there because we're already really basic. Like we're not a church that does a ton of big programs that we can just, you know, trim from or has mm-hmm. a ton of excess staff that we can trim from. And so, um, trimmed what we can and got us a little bit there. Yeah. Into our final uh, area of missional partnerships. I mean, you'll see the very first line item there is the community center director partnership coordinator. That was the portion of Steph's position that we had allocated to the community center. We said, you know, we want you to do staff and operations for a portion of your job and another portion of it will be focused on the community center. Again, we're, uh, Steph is going to be focusing wholly on the community center, but we're going to be funding that from the legacy fund mm-hmm. as a, um, outreach 
plant development, like um, our church plants and things like that. So that's why that's able to come off the budget. Um, all of our key partners, we are keeping at a similar um, similar place. Um, we have our developing partners at different are at different levels and um, based on their needs and what's going on. Um, yeah. Based on the specific needs that they have, those are partners that are continuing to develop in different ways um, and, and in different directions. Um, our legacy partners are essentially all about the same. There's a couple of small changes in there based on need and some other things. Um, but everything's pretty similar there as well. We've just tried to kind of trim the couple of places that we can. Um, in our partner and relationship expenses, we've, uh, trimmed a couple of those categories. Those are, those are really important to us because they're, that's where those are funds that we use to facilitate, um, deep and meaningful relationships across long distances. Mm. Like it, it, it's not easy to have not just a financial relationship with our key partners across the globe, but to, uh, host them, to, visit them, to invest in them and to be able to help them when like emergency situations that they face come up. Right. And so, um, we've decreased that. We tried to not take it all away, but we're, um, we've decreased that slightly and have also, um, frozen all of our kind of church planting and multiplication that, that those are, um, uh, different, um, networks that we're a part of things that, that has been conveyed to us that we can freeze for the time being, um, as, uh, until we're in a, a different position. Um, and our, um, local community ministry, some of those things have changed as well. Our benevolence ministry, we're, we, we've cut that out, not because we don't care about benevolence right. or, uh, <laughs> we're not doing that anymore, but, um, we actually have some leftover funds from the COVID relief fund that we're going to utilize. They were given essentially for that purpose, for benevolence during, uh, the pandemic. And so we're going to use that to, uh, for the sake of benevolence this coming year. Um, and, and then there's a few other partners that are in the midst of transitioning um, or have uh, transitioned off the field through retirement and other things like that. And so when you total all that up, um, that was we were able to save um, $50,000 actually from that category, which again, some of that's temporary. Some of that we hope to bring back. Some of that we actually hope to continue to build and grow our partnerships, um, but it uh, made it possible for us to um, find cuts without significantly cutting or really cutting any right. partners that um, are in need of the funds right now and and continuing to keep our commitments to them and to walk with them along right. the way, which um, is really important to us. And I'm uh, kind of overwhelmed that we're both able to trim. Uh, the Lord kind of orchestrated that in some mm -hmm. ways and uh, maintain uh, those those giving levels. Yeah. Any, you did it. Any questions about any of that? Um, or anything to, to add on that relational side? No, I think in those that, partnerships. No, I mean I I think I I appreciate that you explained to people. You know, we we talk first and we kind of find out. You know, even just how these impacts or cuts could impact people. And so sometimes some of these cuts came because the Lord was already transitioning people, or that mm -hmm. people had less of a need this year. And so there's ways that He was graciously made it easier on us too. And so. Um, it's not always us saying, well, they don't really, you know, deserve less this year or something. It's more about, um, yeah, where can cuts not, uh, not make such a, a negative impact, but where can they, um, just be yeah, strategic. So, yeah. um, yeah, so yeah. if, if you scroll up actually back to the top of this, um, our budget summary, it's through all those different means that in total, and I, I still actually looking at it, I've gone through it three times in the last 24 hours, mm. I still don't know how that all adds up to $217,000. <laughs> the math is correct. I'm not saying I don't, yeah. but um, I feel like the Lord has been really gracious, both mm. in helping to us to identify places that we can temporarily cut um, and sacrifice mm. and finding some places, even like the transition of your position and things mm. like that, that, and the landscaping and, you know, things like that, where there are some creative solutions mm -hmm. that he's uh, shown us and made us aware of. And it just reminds me of his incredible faithfulness. Yeah. Um, and it also isn't nothing like 
the, the fact that we're, we brought in $1.35 million this yeah. year and are asking our church membership to voluntarily give $1.35 million again next year. Yeah. Like, I also don't want to downplay the sacrifice that is. Yeah, um, yeah and not just voluntarily give, that I, I truly believe this process every year, I love it. And I, I wouldn't even think I, I'd love a budget mm-hmm. process, but there's just something about it that makes you realize the purpose of tithing and and giving to the local church and prioritizing giving to your local church. Mm-hmm. Um, you see where it's spent, how it's spent, the the heart behind why it's spent, the motivation, the long-term goal, the visions. It's just, if if nothing else, it's not just like, oh, well, I'm volunteering this, but like I, like you said earlier, we'd love for people to understand it and then commit to it as a as a body and saying we believe in what God's doing here and we want to meet this need. Um, uh, of course, like in abundance would be great. Uh, meet it and and let God do his thing here. And so I, I love this process because I feel like it does compel you to really um, consider why we give, why God asks us to, to be a part of that process. So, yeah. 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 You know, and, and I think if you're, if you're listening, I think I, I want you to know that it, it's the full recognition of that. That's why, while some of these sacrifices, whether, you know, personal, whether as a church family are um, real and um and have real impacts uh, one of the reasons well i think ultimately the reason why those sacrifices can be made and i think can be made with joy is ultimately because of christ mm. because of his sacrifice for us because of his giving for us i mean it just it 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 it's so small in comparison um but it also in the midst of our community is because of the sacrifices and the sacrificial giving we know that, that this budget represents on the part of our entire membership as yeah. well. Like we're not the only ones sacrificing, like you're sacrificing. And we know that, and, and, and we invite you to sacrifice um, joyfully, financially mm. to this end so that we can meet this, this, this budget together because there's so much joy to be had in that sacrifice together. Yeah. Um, and it's in that sense, it's not about like, the money, it's about the the gift of giving. It's mm-hmm. about the, the gift of generosity. It's about the ways in which God has geared our our hearts and our world um, for the blessings of sacrificing together for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom and his purposes here in West LA and across the world. And so I think the, even the sacrifices that each of us are making represented in this budget, I think are meant to both... Um, mirror and reflect and invite you into uh, the similar sacrifices as well so you we can experience and 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 walk in joy and that joyful sacrifice together mm. well put can i add a few things sure please my my yeah. sure there sounded like, i guess that's why I'm sounded, no, no, sure. I, I, no please please <laughs> yeah no i just um just a couple things that i yeah of course watch the podcast listen pray um but it, just want to highlight again, our we do have a finance director, her line items in there. Her name is Sandy King. She's incredible. She does her work in such efficient and effective ways. And so if you have questions, she just, just reach out to her uh, via email. Um, she can help you with anything. And then I, I it's particularly because I know we have a lot of new people at, at this church. And then even for people that maybe kind of um, have been here for a while, I just would love to reiterate, you absolutely can actually ask questions. I would love mm. for people to it's, you know, sometimes you hear about people that are um, really uncomfortable about talking about finances and, and faith, or they're, this is the first time they've ever been a ch- part of a church that is this transparent. And they're like, what is this? Um, I just want to be the first to say, I, I've now, I think this is maybe my third year, fourth, uh, third year being a part of this process. And I just want to urge people to know that the pastors are very approachable. They're very knowledgeable. All of the elders have been through this line by line, um, all of our staff. And But I want you to approach the pastors and feel like you can actually ask questions about this and to whether understand more about the heart or to even process if you're having is you know struggling through faith and finances what does that look like um i haven't felt compelled or joyful to give you know mm. there might be people in our midst that are like that and so i just mm. if you're new here i would just tell you that this is a place that you can um freely come and approach and ask questions and yeah so if you need any help reach out to us That's such a great reminder and you know what it also reminds me i think this is a great opportunity to like if you're 
if you aren't in the habit of regularly sacrificially giving, this is a great opportunity to have some conversations about that. Not not for the sake of the budget, not for the sake of the church, but because of, I mean, we're talking about the the joy of how God has created us in generosity to both be givers, to um, as a church family together, to be generous to our community. This is why we're investing in ways that, that will bless and reach the community, not just um, ourselves. Like have a conversation with your spouse, with your roommates, with your com- discipleship community leader, uh, with us pastors. We'd love to talk about the the principles of why God has called us to, and how God has called us to steward mm. what he gives us and why generosity to others and to the local church is such a important part of that. Um, and it's something we want to continue to equip you on more, but I, I want you to have that conversation, not, not because so we can make our church, but I want you to have that conversation because without an understanding of that and without being engaged in that, there is um, a richness of walking with God and a joy mm. that um, that God has designed for you that you're missing out on mm. um, and that we want for you. Um, and I think this is talking about money simply provides an opportunity to be like, to take a step back and to think, wait, wait where am I? How am I engaged? You know, what's going on and what, how does the Lord, um, how does the Lord want to work on my heart? Yeah, in that. that's good. Um, with that, finally, there's one last kind of piece, and this is a bit of a, a, a bit, one last piece I want to look at, and that is to give you an update on the, so you've seen where our finances are generally, you've seen our budget for next year. It's also an important part for us to look at, of this process, to give you a annual um, update on where the legacy fund is. Um, as a reminder, I mentioned it before, but just in case, you know, in the last hour you've forgotten, um, our legacy fund is the fund is what is what we do with the money that the church receives as bequests. So when someone passes away and they leave money to the church, that money does not, again, does not go into our regular operating budget. It does not go to, it is not available to be used for any of the things we just talked about. Um, we make this commitment, we make this commitment to people before they pass away. And because of that, uh, we cannot just like, be, oh, we're short in the budget. Let's use some money from the legacy fund. Like we, that, that's not how this works. Our legacy fund is committed to half of that fund be utilized for leaving the, the development of this campus that we have inherited. If you are here and you are, uh, worshiping here and you're enjoying the parking lot and the sanctuary and the kids, like we have inherited this. From gen- not just the last generation, but from generations and generations and generations uh, on this plot of land since 1924, on this in this church family since 1901, like we've inherited so much, and so we want to be good stewards of that. And uh, the legacy fund helps us to leave it better than we found it for the next generation, mm-hmm. so that the gospel can continue um, to be. Uh, proclaimed from this corner of Idaho and Barrington for generations to come. Mm, and so the the legacy fund, half of it is dedicated to that. And half of it is dedicated to the capital projects and multiplication of the church beyond us. Mm. So in with our partners across the world, in church planting, and in the development of outreach into the community here beyond us. And so um, you, you can see in what we've sent out to you a summary of how the legacy fund has been utilized since um, 2014 when it was established. Um, it's been about a decade now, and it's. I mean, I wish I could go line by line. We don't have time to go line by line <laughs> through this. I wish I could go line. Maybe we'll on another podcast just just line by line the story of all the different ways God has used these funds um, across the world, across our city, and here on our campus, ways that we are, we are being blessed by it. Um, but God is, has used it over the last decade in incredible ways, and we want to continue to use that. Um, we received a bequest this last year um, that also put more money back into this legacy fund for kind of our, the next iteration and, and generation of that. And so you'll see over the last year, since July, beginning of our fiscal year, um, we've re- we received a gift of $1.5 million, um, which is overwhelming. Specifically, again, for the legacy fund, not for our general operations. I know I've said that too many times, but <laughs> people sometimes confuse it. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, the money has gone out to the Shalom Church plant as we as we've committed to them to um, support them over the first three years of their of their church. Um, you will notice one thing that's missing from this that's been there in previous years is donations to the South Bay Church plant, mm-hmm. and that's because our plan to support them with three installments and then see where they are with the hopes that they were financially uh, independent is, has come to fruition. And the South Bay church is financially uh, self-sufficient, which is honestly, let's just call it miraculous over the last, like through COVID through to not COVID, just survive. Yeah. People, Cause some people might not know, well, how long ago did you send out that plan? No, we, plan it, when? Yeah, and... we sent it out five months before, four months before COVID hit and through COVID through everything else that, they continue to both be there and grow and are self-sufficient. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just incredible um, gift of the Lord. And so we're can, on that same trajectory with the Shalom church plant and um, anticipate utilizing funds this coming year, both in a final installment for the Shalom church plant, Lord willing, and, um, and to uh, for the sake of the investment in the administration building the offices that were flooded out that have been now been redesigned and we're hoping to, to that that'll take place this year, including the installment of an elevator. Amen. Uh, amen. <laughs> an installment of an elevator to make the second floor of our campus accessible, which has been a huge uh, need and we're um, hopeful that's all going to take place in the coming year. Um, but you see where things are at. Uh, there. If you have any questions about that, if you have any questions about the Legacy Fund, please let us know. And if you would like to designate Cornerstone as a beneficiary of your will, of your living trust, um, we want you to see that these are the kinds of things that you, that the resources that you, if you pass away someday, leave finances to the church, this is how they're going to be used and um, for incredible fruit. And honestly, for things that wouldn't be possible if it weren't for this incredible generosity of people after they've passed away. Um, Church plants that wouldn't have been possible. A multiplication, a community center, and and ways that we can leave this facility to the next generation that wouldn't have been possible without this overwhelming generosity. and, so, the, and what's not shown here, I mean, some people have done it through leaving their house behind for us yeah, versus, a, yeah. or sometimes it's just like in a, um, an investment or something we yeah. left behind. And so, yeah, without knowing kind of some of those stories, it's just interesting to see what people don't sometimes realize what, how much it just impacted the kingdom. It's just really beautiful. It really is. Yeah. It really is. <sighs> well, that's that. <Yeah. laughs> thank you so much, Steph. Um, <laughs> I, and I want to thank you, not just for... Uh, walking through this with me and joining join the podcast and, you know, uh, adding some context here. But I just want to thank you for your help in the process of making this possible. I, this has been a journey of um, getting really creative yeah. to make this work. And it's, I'm so thankful for the work that you've put in, the sacrifices you've made, and even just the openness of your heart <laughs> to creative solutions mm-hmm. and to the Lord's leading that wasn't exactly at what we saw six months ago. Right. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. It's a good process. Good, good outcome. I, and yeah, I just trust, yeah, trust God. It's going to come together. So I, I hope that actually over the last hour, if you've been listening to this, that you've experienced just a piece of what we've experienced, which is a like really big gulp and a pit in your stomach at the beginning and some strange excitement at Mm -hmm. the end and appreciation for the faithfulness of God his goodness to us and uh, an excitement and a passion to be sacrificially engaged and involved in um, what the Lord is doing here that is just, just overwhelmingly special. So. Amen. So thank- what's next is you're going to present it. Yeah. Family meeting. So we'll, uh, no, I mean, we're going to, so I'm going to send this out yeah. and we are going to ask, th- thank you so much. That's helpful. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, I'll mention this on a Sunday morning. You will receive all this information in an email um, and we will uh, ask you to affirm and commit to this budget as a church family at the family meeting on June 4th. Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions, any concerns, please let us know ahead of that. We'd love to talk to you about that. And and, let me see this. We're going to ask you to affirm and commit to it then too. That doesn't mean that that can be the end of discussions. Like even after June 4th, 
Um, we would love to talk with you about it. We'd love to um, answer any questions. We'd love to give you, if, if you just want some more context, we'd uh, love to do that as well. Um, until June 25th, when I'm going on sabbatical, and then you can ask another pastor. But <laughs> <laughs> until then, there's a window. Yeah. Um, no, but that'll be a that'll be another podcast. That'll yeah. be another announcement. But um, the we're thankful for you. We are so thankful for the ways in which you sacrifice for our family, not just for an organization. But the ways you mm-hmm. sacrifice for our family, both in your time and your energy and financially. Um, it is such a joy to be to be a part of this together. So. Um, for all those that are listening, we thank you. We love you so yeah. much. Yeah. And uh, you can now reset your speed back to one because <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for your listening pleasure, we are done. That's right. And we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs>